Hello, welcome to the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset Podcast, where it is all about helping amazing physicians just like you create a wealthy life free from burnout and with the financial security to practice medicine on your own terms. I'm your host, Dr. Elisa Zhang. Hello, and welcome back to the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset Podcast. When it comes to investing for retirement, there are two main types of retirement accounts, traditional accounts and Roth accounts. You'll encounter this with your retirement accounts where you work, as well as with individual retirement accounts, or IRAs, which anyone with earned income can contribute to. What I call a traditional account are pre-tax accounts, accounts where contributions are pre-tax or tax-deductible. I say traditional because this is what the original retirement accounts were, and Roth accounts were created later. With traditional accounts, You're contributing money that you haven't paid taxes on, and then it grows tax-free, meaning that as long as the earnings stay within the account, you don't have to pay taxes on the earnings. That being said, the government eventually wants its share of the money, so when you withdraw from traditional retirement accounts, the withdrawals are taxed at ordinary income. There's also a required minimum distribution, meaning that you have to withdraw a minimum amount of money from these accounts once you reach age 72. There are also early withdrawal penalties if you take out the money before your age 59 and a half on most of these accounts, including your traditional IRA, 401k, 403b, SEP IRA, and cash balance plan. The large exception to this is the 457 plan, which is technically a deferred income plan and has no penalties for withdrawal at any age, although you will pay ordinary income tax on whatever you withdraw. Roth accounts named after Senator William Roth from Delaware, were created by the Taxpayer Relief Act of 1997. Contributions to Roth accounts are with after-tax dollars. The money invested in a Roth account grows tax-free, and there are no taxes on withdrawal. There is a penalty to withdrawing earnings on contributions prior to age 59 and a half, but no penalty to withdraw contributions. So how do you choose what type of account to use, traditional or Roth? First, let's talk about IRAs, or individual retirement accounts. For physicians, there is a clear winner, and that is a Roth IRA, and most physicians will need to use the backdoor technique. The reason the Roth IRA is the clear choice is that the IRS sets income limits on who can take deductions for contribution to traditional IRAs, and that number is fairly low. If you are single and you make more than $83,000, or you're married and filing jointly and make more than $136,000, then you no longer qualify to take a deduction for contributions to a traditional IRA. Since you can't take a tax deduction for the money that you put in a traditional IRA, you're really putting in after-tax dollars, not pre-tax dollars. But if it's in a traditional IRA, then you'll still pay ordinary income taxes in the future when you withdraw from that traditional IRA. So essentially, you're going to get double taxed, and that's not a good thing. Because I would hope that all working physicians make above the income threshold for the tax deduction, physicians should be contributing via a backdoor Roth IRA. The Roth IRA is where you can contribute post-tax dollars and never pay tax on that money again. The reason for the backdoor is that there are income limitations to directly contributing to a Roth IRA. To contribute to a Roth IRA, single tax filers must have a modified adjusted gross income of less than $153,000 in 2023 or $161,000 in 2024. 
If married and filing jointly, your joint income has to be under two hundred twenty-eight thousand in twenty twenty-three or two hundred forty thousand in twenty twenty-four. If you are below these limits, you can contribute directly to your Roth IRA. If you're above these limits, then you would have to do the backdoor approach. To learn more about the backdoor Roth IRA approach, listen to episode thirty-eight, the backdoor Roth IRA explained. And if you haven't contributed to your backdoor Roth IRA for twenty twenty-three yet, there's still time. You can do it up to April fifteenth, twenty twenty-four. Definitely put that on your to-do list. Now, what about retirement accounts offered by your employer? Many employers only offer a traditional four hundred one k or traditional four hundred three b, so you may not have an option for the Roth version. If that's the case, go ahead and contribute to the traditional account. That being said, a lot more employers are starting to offer Roth retirement accounts. Personally, I've seen this more in the private practice setting than in the hospital setting, but that may change in the future as well. Before I get into how to make the choice, I want to make it clear that there's not that much of a difference. So don't let analysis paralysis or indecision stop you from contributing to your retirement account. When I started my first attending job, my employer offered both a traditional 401k and Roth 401k. I started researching and basically couldn't find a clear way to decide easily, so I just ended up contributing to both equally, putting half of the maximum into the Roth 401k and half of the maximum into the traditional 401k. I've since learned how to make the actual calculation of which one is more advantageous, but there are so many variables and many are out of our control that it would really take a crystal ball to know what truly is best. In this episode. I'm going to go into deep dive into how you actually figure out should you be contributing to a Roth retirement account or a traditional retirement account. But instead of going into all the details of the math, we're going to talk more about the concepts of what goes into that math. What really determines which is better to invest in now, traditional retirement account versus Roth retirement account, is your marginal tax rate now and what your marginal tax rate will be when you start to withdraw from your retirement accounts. While it's not hard to find out what your current marginal tax rate is, no one can truly predict what their marginal tax rate will be when they're in retirement. This is because tax rates and brackets can change. In fact, we currently have relatively low federal income taxes compared to the past. Currently, the highest federal tax rate is 37%, and that's for single filers with incomes above $578,125 for 2023. Or if you're married filing jointly. Those with incomes above six hundred ninety-three thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. The marginal tax rate was all the way up at ninety-one percent from nineteen fifty-four to nineteen sixty-three, and then lowered to seventy percent between nineteen sixty-five to nineteen eighty-one. That means that in nineteen eighty, if you were a single tax filer and you made more than two hundred fifteen thousand four hundred dollars, then you were in the seventy percent tax bracket. Adjusted for inflation, two hundred fifteen thousand four hundred dollars in nineteen eighty is the equivalent of eight hundred six thousand two hundred twenty-five dollars in January twenty twenty-four. To be in the thirty-seven percent tax bracket, you would have had to make less than twenty-nine thousand nine hundred dollars in nineteen eighty, or one hundred eleven thousand nine hundred thirteen dollars in today's dollars. So, really compare that. Being in the thirty-seven percent tax bracket, if you're making around one hundred and twelve thousand dollars, versus being in thirty-seven percent tax bracket, 
when you're making $578,000. That is quite a difference. If you invested in a Roth account back in 1980, it would have clearly been the wrong choice. That being said, the Roth account wasn't available until 1998, so no one actually had that issue. To put it simply, you want to pay taxes at the time where you will be paying a lower percentage. If you predict your future marginal tax rate will be lower than now, then you want to invest in a traditional retirement account. This would apply to someone who is a high-income earner in the highest tax bracket now but plans on living on much less during their retirement years. For example, let's say you earn $800,000 in W-2 income with minimal tax deductions, so you're in the 37% tax bracket. If in retirement, you plan to really only need $200,000 to support your lifestyle, then as long as tax brackets and the amounts don't really change that much from now until the time you're pulling out money from retirement, you would be in the 24% tax bracket. Since 24% is less than 37%, you would be better off investing in a pre-tax retirement account now and paying taxes when you pull out that money later. If you think you will end up paying a higher marginal tax rate during retirement than you currently are paying, then contributing to a Roth account is the way to go. If you're heavily investing in real estate and are able to bring your modified adjusted gross income significantly down by using things like the short-term rental loophole, or you or your spouse getting real estate professional status, then you're likely much better off contributing to a Roth account. If your marginal tax rate is the same now as it is in retirement, it doesn't actually matter whether you contribute to the traditional account or to the Roth account. That being said, there are probably more advantages to investing in a Roth account if that's really the case. As I mentioned, we are currently at a historically low federal tax rates. If you anticipate being at a similar income level in retirement as you are currently, I personally think that investing in Roth will end up being more advantageous because I think there is a likelihood that taxes will increase with time. Although I have been mentioning tax brackets, I want to make it clear that it's about your marginal tax rate, which is the tax rate you pay on any added or additional income. This is the tax rate you pay on your last dollar. It's not your total tax rate. In the United States, we have a graduated tax rate. We don't pay any taxes on the first $11,000 of earned income for a single taxpayer. For 2023, we pay a 12% tax on any money between $11,001 to $44,725. Then we pay 22% income tax on any income from $44,726 to $95,375, and so on. Those are the different tax brackets. If you go from making $182,100, which is the high end of the 24% tax bracket, and then you make another $100, so you're making $182,200, which is in the 32% tax bracket, you're only paying the 32% on that additional $100, not on the whole $182,200. 32% would be the marginal tax rate. Your marginal tax rate is the highest tax bracket where your income falls. All these numbers I just cited are for single taxpayers. The numbers for the tax brackets are higher for those married filing jointly. When considering your future marginal tax rate, there are also more factors that go into figuring out your marginal tax rate. If you think there's a chance that Social Security will pay out when you are in retirement, this can affect your tax rate in retirement. 
If someone has almost no income outside of Social Security, then the money received from Social Security is essentially tax-free. Hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, you have other sources of income in retirement outside of Social Security. The percentage of Social Security income that's taxable increases up to 85%. This can produce a high marginal tax rate while in retirement. Another type of tax that comes into play as we get older is IRMA, or Income-Related Monthly Adjustment Amount. IRMA is an increase in the medical premium as a function of income and becomes an issue starting at age 63. There are five tiers of increased premiums, where each tier is like a cliff. When you get to that next level of income, then you are paying that entire large amount and not just a graduated larger amount. This can add 5% to your marginal tax rate during retirement. While knowing your marginal federal tax rate now and in the future is the most important information to choosing between traditional or Roth accounts, there are other factors as well. After all, we don't just pay federal taxes. Depending on where we live and work, we also pay state and possibly local income taxes. If you are in a high-tax state like California, but have plans to move to a low or no-tax state like Texas during your retirement, then contributing to a traditional retirement account over a Roth account while you're in California may be a better choice. Another factor is time and your investment horizon. In both the traditional and Roth retirement accounts, the earnings on investment grow tax-free while in the account. If you have a long time horizon, then the portion of that account that will be from growth from investments will be larger than the portion that's from actual contributions. In this case, Roth accounts are generally more advantageous. If you're relatively young or at the beginning of your career, then Roth is more likely a better choice. At the beginning of your career, you have a longer investment timeline to retirement and your income will likely increase in the future as you get more proficient and efficient at your work sending you up to higher tax brackets. On the other hand, if you're planning on retiring relatively soon and you plan to start withdrawing from your retirement accounts in the next five years, then it may make more sense to contribute to a traditional account. Money in traditional retirement accounts can be converted to Roth accounts at opportunistic times. And of course, this depends on tax law and what changes may happen to tax law in the future. Money in Roth accounts can never be converted to pre-tax to actually get a deduction. It only goes one way. To summarize, determining whether it is more beneficial to contribute to a pre-tax traditional retirement account versus a post-tax Roth retirement account depends on your current marginal tax rate and predicting your future marginal tax rate. In order to predict your future marginal tax rate, you'll have to make some assumptions on the future value of your retirement accounts based on your contributions and how they are invested, as well as your timeline for when you would start making withdrawals. Consider how much Social Security may also contribute to your income, as well as income from other sources. You want to check for the Social Security phase-in, as well as any additional payments for IRMA, depending on the amount of income that is calculated. You'll also have to assume tax brackets don't significantly change at the time you retire compared to at the time you're making the calculations and making the contributions. This is something your CPA should be able to calculate for you, as well as advise you on. It is possible for you to do the math yourself also. 
The future value equation spreadsheets like Excel can help you determine your pre-tax withdrawals. You can also determine your max social security benefit where 85% of it is taxed. Then you can also just check on the amount you need to add for IRMA. Remember, I am not a CPA and I don't know your specific situation. However, I will say that if you are early to mid-career and are likely to work another 15 or more years, and your marginal tax rate is either 22 or 24%, then you are probably better off contributing to a Roth 401k or 403b. The other benefit of contributing to a Roth employer account is that if you leave that job, you can move the funds from the employer retirement account to a Roth IRA at Vanguard, Fidelity, or Charles Schwab, and not have that affect your ability to do a backdoor Roth IRA. When you're early career, you're more likely to change employers compared to if you're later career. I hope you found this episode helpful. There are still more nuances in the decision of investing in a traditional versus a Roth retirement account. And I'll continue this conversation with next week's episode of the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset podcast. Be sure to tune in next week. And again, if you haven't done your backdoor Roth IRA, then you still have until April 15th to do so. Thanks for being a listener of the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset podcast. See you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could share it with your friends and colleagues. And now for the disclaimer. I am not a certified financial planner, accountant, or attorney, and nothing I say should be construed as professional investment, tax, or legal advice. This show is primarily for your education and entertainment. I am a physician, but I'm probably not your physician. So if you need any medical advice, please contact your own physician. Thank you.